0: It's 1981 in Austin, Texas, and you have an insatiable craving for burgers. You pop on down to your local McDonald's to get a cheeseburger and fries. You make your order, you give the cashier your money, and before he hands you your change, he reaches under the counter, and along with your change, he hands you a cassette tape of his original music. You've just met cult phenomenon musician Daniel Johnston. This was a regular... This was a regular transaction for The Musician, born January 22, 1961, as what led to his local following back in the early days of his career. Johnston's following increased greatly in the 90s after a performance where Kurt Cobain was seen wearing a shirt with the album art for Johnston's 1983 album, Hi, How Are You?, one of the many albums Johnston had recorded on cassette using a consumer-grade tape player. Johnston passed away on September 11, 2019 from unknown unknown causes, causes. Let's try that one again. Johnston passed away on September 11th, 2019 from unknown causes, though a heart attack is suspected, one day after being cleared from the hospital for an unspecified kidney problem. Today on Cover Me, we're talking about Daniel Johnston's most popular song, True Love Will Find You In The End.
1: True love will find
0: you in the end.
2: We'll find out just who with your friend hang on a second that's right it's cover me
0: the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions and compares them against each other to find out which one will find you in the end i'm your host as always jake cressy joined by my true love
3: alex mildenberger how are also you, alex? Find you in the end
0: oh i'll find you mm-hmm. in the end
3: how oh, am i
2: yeah,
0: how are I'm you? All right.
3: I'm good. It's like is it it's Thanksgiving or it's Thanksgiving tomorrow? Maybe. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, weekend. I never
0: understand that. People always do Thanksgiving shit on Sunday, but then we get Thanksgiving Monday.
3: You can just do it whenever you want. I did it last weekend. My parents really? are are gone. They're away. Okay. So we made you're some just ham. hanging
0: out with your sister tonight?
3: Yeah, we're making turkish food cuz we're cheeky. Cuz it's, and, cause it's uh, not turkey, it's, it's turkish. Not turkey exactly. Love it. So I don't know how it's gonna be like because I've never had Turkish food before, but see how it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Also,
0: I guess we should specify for our Indian listeners that it is, uh, you know, it's Canadian Thanksgiving, not the American right. one.
3: Canadian Thanksgiving, real Thanksgiving, as uh, we call it. Yeah, as uh,
0: the real people call it.
3: So, yeah, that's what's going on. Now,
0: Alex, neither you or I are actually that familiar with Daniel Johnston's work. I only started listening to him after he passed away.
3: And I only started listening to him this week when you sent me the playlist.
0: Yeah. So now I
3: -hmm.
0: I have a quote here from uh, uh, David Bowie, who in an interview in 2002 called him a one man Brian Wilson slash Beach Boys.
3: Well, that's that's pretty high praise. I would say that is
0: high fucking praise.
3: So, thank you for that, Mr. Bowie.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just a wild start to... Like, the original Pete. My Mixtape, right? He straight up worked at McDonald's and was just like, Here, hey, have Davis. my music.
3: Which is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some real, real go-getter attitude on him. He's described on uh, Wikipedia for his... Uh, for sort of, like, why people like him so much. Now I have to open up the Wikipedia so I can find two fucking adjectives that they used to describe him pure and childlike qualities
3: yeah which is uh definitely something well i don't know if the childlike thing comes through in this song specifically but there's definitely mm-hmm. like a like an earnestness
1: yeah
0: and i think that comes through not only in what he writes but just the very manner of how he produced it like he just got like a like a a regular ass tape player, and was like, "Well, it records things, so this must be how you record music,
1: right?" Like,
3: yeah, exactly. And it's, a, I mean, at a time when that sort of production was probably not like super easy, super common. Like, is that true? Yeah, am I making shit up? Did I feel I just like make well, that up.
1: I feel like generally this
0: was like the like fi recordings of that editor were probably like you know you had a four track, right? Okay, And you could at least multi-track things. But he just right. had literally a cassette tape. Like, he couldn't balance audio in any fucking way. He couldn't... Yeah, I guess so. Like, he was legit just straight from what he did to like, the cassette.
3: Hey, this recording, this is what I want to do, so I'll do it. And then he did it. And then it's done. And then it's, I wonder... What,
0: what his process was for re-recording, whether he like, organically did it, like, every fucking time, or if he just, like, played the tape back and recorded it onto another.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. It would be a lot, probably a lot of work. But also, like, in a, I don't know, simple way? It would be like, whenever I try to figure something out, and I'm just like, this is a thing I want to do, just going to poke around, like, in... Like Ableton or whatever, and try to figure it out, and then I do it absolutely the wrong way, and mm-hmm. then you look online and they're like, "Oh, there's a button for that." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> fuck," and you try to do it the roundabout way, but there's an easier way.
0: Yeah, I have like the same experience with like Adobe programs, so like InDesign and like Illustrator and shit. I'm like, I want the picture to look like this, and then I'll You're spend like, I like I do an this hour and then doing this. Some and then I do this. It things. actually
3: doesn't really work. Yeah, like, like oh, I kind of Magic brush tool. You're like, well, fuck.
0: Yeah, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a. Uh, there's weirdly like usually the songs we talk about have their own Wikipedia page, right? Th- this one does not.
3: Lately, they have. Mm-hmm. Although there's a uh, quite a few covers of this. Um yes. There's even a couple, or I saw at least one from. uh... The Flaming Lips they did live recently. After oh, shit. Daniel Johnson's death. Johnston's death. That's um, tight. Yeah, so there's, so if you... There's not like a music video or anything, but if you do look it up... Or there yeah. is kind of... No, is there? Let me see. There's like him
1: singing it. And there's a video of like... I think it's
3: just static artwork. Mm,
1: maybe anyway. it's because uh, Daniel Johnston was
0: also uh, an accomplished visual artist.
3: Right, he just needs to be some drawings on here.
0: Mm-hmm. So that it might be one of those up there. Yeah, it had his work featured in galleries and stuff. Um, yeah, just an interesting sort of like fringe musician character. You might might even call him the musician's musician because I think he had large appeal in that community, but not quite as much outside of it.
3: Right, he kind of like embodied this this attitude of of do-it-yourself, kind of, or maybe mm-hmm. not do-it-yourself, but, like, he's just like, oh, yeah, I like music, and I want to make music, I make music, and he's not in it for anything else. Like, yeah. He's sort of, like, incorruptible, and I think for a lot of artists that is, like, really, really appealing.
0: Oh, 100%. And he, like, I get sort of homeless gospel choir vibes off of him. Like, I can yeah, see the connection say, between those.
3: Like, even in terms of the way he sings, like, there's similarities, mm-hmm. for sure. A 100%.
0: So, um should we just uh should we just dive in and talk about the lyrics on this?
3: Yeah, let's talk about some ricks.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we call <laughs> lyrics in the yeah. biz.
3: Shorten it up a bit.
0: Just some just some hot ricks here, huh?
3: Yeah.
0: It's literally two rules. verses.
3: Yeah, it's pretty short.
0: Yeah, the song itself is what, a minute and forty-eight seconds, I think. Yeah. It's yeah.
3: Under two minutes for sure. Um, mm-hmm. There it is, 148. And um, yeah, it's two verses. And even they like repeat a bit. They yeah. have like, a refrain sort of thing.
0: Exactly. So here is verse one. It says, True love will find you in the end. You'll find out just who was your friend. Don't be sad. I know you will. But don't give up until true love will find you in the end.
3: So yeah, it's it's straightforward and kind of melancholy. I thought it was kind of melancholy anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but also kind of happy, like there's a lot of things going on. I think, yeah. In terms of this, which is like pretty much just like poetry, like pretty straightforward, like very lyrically focused. Hmm. Um. But he also said, you know, true love will find you in the end. You'll find out just who was your friend. So this is another question we we ask a lot: is like this is this just about romantic love,
0: right? Or is it about like uh like love in a in a sense of passion or like just like communal love, like a non-romantic one.
3: Yeah, which I it definitely could be, but I it's again a case where you could <laughs> take it as like almost any kind of relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah, I like I like thinking of it in a non romantic context when I look at this song.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just the concept of true love will find you in the end. It's almost like saying, you know, happiness is going to find you in the end. You're going yeah. to find the thing you were looking for, whether that is another person, whether that's, uh, like, something, uh, a, a hobby or skill or job you were pursuing. Like, right. You're going to find that thing you love in the end.
3: And it'll find you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also like the don't be sad, I know you will line. Uh, yeah because to me that kind of like there's like this implicit like level of experience there like it's not just saying mm-hmm. like like it says don't be sad but also like like i know you will be sad because like that's the reality of life but also yeah implies that the the singer the speaker or whatever has also narrator anyway has Experience that, like, like this is coming from that to me. That's how it feels. Yeah, just the way they they say, yeah, or the way it is said. I know you
0: don't. Don't be sad. I know you will. Um, there's actually a quote that Genius has grabbed here from Jeff Tweedy, who's the front man for Wilco, who actually does a cover of this that we'll talk about. And the quote goes as follows: This captures a very real internal moment. I think it's a window into the way someone really thinks and feels when they're telling somebody else not to be sad. The speaker tells the subject to feel better. It's even an order. Don't be sad. At the same time, he knows that's impossible. In fact, before the line is even over, he's retracted it. I love, too, how the line doesn't have a but. The more obvious thing to write would be, don't be sad, but I know you will. The way Johnson wrote it is so much more powerful. It means it's not an either or, it's an all of the above. Don't be sad, and I know you will. Two contradictory emotions experienced at the same time. It captures a profound feeling: the desire to comfort someone and the impossibility of doing so all at once.
3: Yeah, that that encompasses it pretty well.
0: Yeah, I honestly like between what you've said and that quote, I really can't elucidate on that any better. But that is a very well done line.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> so few words, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh... And uh, and then, don't give up until true love will find you in the end. Now, this is kind of interesting. I don't know if I've given it a ton of thought at this point, but he -hmm. says a lot of people change it, and they say don't give up until true love finds you in the end. Right. But he repeats the line. Do you think that means anything?
1: Um, I wonder... (sighs)
0: Because I guess, in one sense, true love finds you in the end is just like a, a more modern way of saying true love will find you in the yeah, end.
3: Yeah, it's not really changing what it means. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's, and um, I guess in a, hmm. in a pop situation, it just kind of flows off the tongue a little better.
0: Yeah, but I do like the, the sort of refrain quality of the line when you keep it exactly the same.
3: Right. You get that repetition. Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah, that's verse one there. Um,
0: so we'll jump to verse two here, which mm-hmm. is this is a promise with a catch, only if you're looking can it find you, because true love is searching too, but how can it recognize you unless you step out into the light, the light.
3: Yeah, I like this part. I like the like, I like fake echoes. Mm-hmm. So this kind of has very, that. very Billy like, Joel. Yeah, exactly. Just like very briefly, the light, the light. I don't think anyone yeah. like really echoes it heavily, where they're like, the light, the light, the light, the
0: light, the light. Yeah, they're right. like, the, usually people do just, uh the either they cut off the second, the light, or right. they do it just like, the light, the light. I think one band does four the lights. At the same time? Uh, No. You know, okay. like, the light,
3: the light, the light, the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeat a couple more, turn it into like an actual echo. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so the second verse is where, he says but you know you have to you have to be a part of it you have to be active in it you can't just expect it to happen to you
0: yeah you can't be passive in this experience but as long as you're making an effort uh, like true level finds you cuz it is also searching
3: right cuz everybody wants this feeling of belonging or feeling of fulfillment mhm and and you just got to work together, man, yeah. to achieve it. And eventually, you'll find a find a situation where there is a person that agrees with you, mm-hmm. or whatever, in the way it's done. Or a thing. Yeah, because it's, it's interesting, because I compatible. think if this is,
0: were a, a purely romantic song, it would say, because your true love is searching, too. But it's okay. not. Yeah, I guess it's
3: kind of that... It's it's similar to the "Don't be sad, I know you will." Like there are words that you could add, but removing mm-hmm. them kind of makes it more meaningful.
0: Exactly, it's like jazz. It's about the words that aren't there.
3: Ah, <laughs> this is basically a jazz <laughs> song. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, because true love is searching too. So I feel like that makes it again more of a concept than a uh, than any one particular thing or person.
3: Right. Certainly saying like saying true love versus your true love implying like a sort of possession like belonging it's Mm -hmm. not your true love but it is true love so like you know what i'm saying like it doesn't yeah it doesn't belong to you
1: exactly
3: but it's yours kind of (laughs) yeah
0: that's one of the tricky things with language when we get into that idea of possession yeah It's, it's a whole fucking nightmare yeah, unless you step out into the light, the light. So I think stepping into light on one one scale makes you visible and in the other it's like pulling yourself out of the darkness, right? You've got to make the effort to to you know kind of bring that true love, bring that happiness to you. And that means, you know, stepping out of the darkness.
3: Yeah, which oh man, the darkness and light as a metaphor very broad. Oh yeah, dude. So not wanting to go into that entirely, everything that entails what maybe it's mood, maybe it's the way you act. and maybe, and I think, you know, on on the probably very surface, just putting yourself out and not isolating yourself,
2: Hmm.
0: yeah, one hundred percent, just letting yourself be seen because naturally you're going to feel isolated if you hide away. That's', that's nobody fucked see
3: you. I know it seems so obvious when you say it. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. In practice, it is insanely difficult. Like, geez, I
3: haven't met anyone in a while. And then you're, like, thinking back, like, oh, it's because I've been going to bed early every Saturday. And yeah,
0: 100%. Not the house. Oh, shit. Never leave the house. I, people sometimes try to start conversations with me, and then I'm like, I don't want this.
3: Yeah, it, yeah. It's, a, it's a bad habit to get into. I mean, I know I talked about this a while ago. There was that artist guy who came to my door. Selling, mm. selling his prints, and the, my first reaction was like, "No, leave me alone, get away from me," and I was like, "What was I thinking? No, come back. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I do that? This is a bad habit." Yeah, I know. We we are
0: creatures of <laughs> habit, and so just when you're like so used to being like I'm cutting people off, uh, and like not even if you're doing it consciously, but if you're just like I got other shit to do, so I have no time for people. Yeah, you,
3: you just put up the blinders, and you know. hmm But then the dark man, you gotta step out of that.
1: Yeah. And so then yeah then
0: we get the refrain again don't be sad i know you will but don't give up until true love finds you in the end and those are the lyrics
3: Yeah it's very very short short simple mm-hmm. straightforward um basically kind of like advice and like a a happy thought but also asterisk you know make sure you do something about it cuz it won't won't happen otherwise
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, it's it's simultaneously uplifting while acknowledging this this sort of sadness, this, you know, this sort of melancholy nature. And it was, like, like I was at work when I started listening to Daniel Johnson. I was like, oh, yeah, he died, and David Bowie liked him. I should check this out. And this came on, and I was just, like, welling up with tears. I'm like, oh, shit. fuck me. Yeah, this, it's,
3: is... <laughs> this shit's melancholy, man. Yeah. This is, like, like, listening to it all week long is a little... Bit melancholy, like no kidding. I, I would sometimes listen to it like the whole
0: playlist first thing in the morning, and I, it just <laughs> kind of fucks you up for the day. It's like shapes
3: your day. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot to this song, despite it being mm-hmm. so simple. Possibly in a lot of ways because it's so simple, and again, direct. And that's something that he's been sort of praised for as an artist. Is just being like direct, straightforward, uncomplicated lyrics. Hmm.
0: And then, and like directly talking to the listener. Yeah. That's not something you see too often.
3: Yeah, as a, like it's, yeah, it's directly addressing you. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm hmm. So those are the lyrics. Let's yeah. talk
0: briefly about the, uh, the composition, as the it music.
3: were. The music. Which, you know, the lyrics are part of the music. But anyway, yeah. um, I mean, I think a lot of this. The first thing I want to talk about, because I do think it's so, um, you know, lyrics-focused. And there is guitar in there, but it's mm-hmm. just guitar, and it's not very complicated. Um, it's kind of the way he sings, you know? Yeah. Because the way he sings, he's kind of got a high voice. And, and part
0: of that is uh, the recording actually kind of pitches him upwards, is what I read. Oh, just because
3: it's, like, not great? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he does Quality. still have a
0: higher voice than, say right. like Eddie Money or somebody
3: like <laughs> Yeah. But he's got a high voice and the other thing about it is like he's not I wouldn't say he's like a super practiced, confident, powerful singer, you know? Mm-hmm. It definitely sounds less it doesn't. yeah, he doesn't sound like he's like an opera singer or like like his obviously his voice hasn't gone through a ton of effects like it's very mm-hmm. sort of raw absolutely into in like literally in terms of just like not being processed you know there's no there's no cooking going on exactly so, this is
0: as low fi as it gets like this is the rawest yeah. you yeah. can get really
3: so like definitely it definitely creates that that sort of atmosphere of that like level of vulnerability or or earnestness or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um, that I think it's kind of that you don't really get I and I don't wanna, you know, be disparaging newer music, but I'm going to a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy nowadays to get things that are very you know, higher the technology is there, you know, you can do more with mm-hmm. with like even just a home recording. Um but like yeah, this I kind mean, of thing. Yeah, I mean, we've
0: seen so many cover songs on this podcast that are like exactly production value is good, but there's just no substance behind it, right?
3: Yeah, so like it's it's really hard to get that kind of a feeling from something that has gone through that much um, mm-hmm. uh, production, I guess. It's just a completely different feeling, uh, and it's it's uh, really interesting because even like others, like older recordings, like. I I'll, guess I'll bring up the Beatles because, you know, they're in the 60s and they were, like, early. Like, there, there's a lot of um, production going on there. They still didn't have, like, this kind of feeling either. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to go back to, like, some really early, like, 30s, 40s, like, Delta Blues, whatever recordings to get this kind of feeling. Absolutely. In a lot of cases, like, from more, I guess, I don't know if it would be popular music. But anyway, like, like, it'd be, like, an old-ass record you know, to get this feeling. So, like, it's it's interesting. And and you don't get it a lot. Yeah. Especially in pop music. I guess if that's where you're looking, you're really not going to find it.
0: 100%. And the thing is that we're looking at, you know, 10 other artists who have done this song today. And right, that's the biggest hurdle for them is to find something that either replicates this sort of vulnerability or can replace it. And it's honestly i think impossible
3: yeah it's uh i I mean i don't even know what my next uh word is gonna be so i'm just (laughs) gonna try that again maybe later give me yeah
0: sure yeah um yeah it really is just the acoustic guitar just doing a sort of uh steady i guess you could call it a driving rhythm but i when i say driving i always feel like that's a little more upbeat it's just yeah. kind of like something for the the lyrics to kind of rest on, almost right. something behind them, right?
3: Yeah, it's just like a little kind of strumming pattern. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if the pat, I wouldn't say the pattern itself is particularly notable. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like, kind of going, going dun, and it goes dun, underneath dun, dun, the whole
0: dun, thing. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's not like boring or anything. No, not by any means. Um, but it's it's uh, it's kind of basic. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's, it's just strumming chords for the changes, and he sings over it. Like, it's very yeah, simple. Yeah.
0: Very simple.
3: And like, that's the song.
0: That really is the song. Like now, uh, <laughs> one thing I'm going to mention before we get into our covers. Weirdly enough, this song is featured in an, an Axe commercial.
3: Really? Like
1: Axe, like Hairspray, in this case. Yeah.
3: Oh, like this version, too?
1: This, yeah, the original. Huh.
3: Uh,
2: And I watched it. I did
0: watch it. So it's like this, they have a, it's like basically a lump of hair with legs. He's like a little small ball. And he is like going to the office and trying to capture the attention of a woman who was represented, of course, by basically a pair of tits with legs coming out of it. And then this is playing in the background the whole time. And then finally at the end of their like office day,
1: they meet at the bus stop.
3: That's what a girl sees first. Yeah. Yeah, like her bag is kind of like squeezing her cleavage. Yeah, okay, so you bit. probably
0: watched the short version.
3: Oh, yeah, it's only 15 seconds. Yeah,
0: so there's a minute long version in which they're oh, both, damn. there's much more interaction between that small head of hair at the start there,
1: and
3: then you oh, actually okay. see. Yeah. um Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's the chest. Mm hmm. So this is still only 15 seconds long. But yeah. Hmm. Oh, no, this is a different version. Because they're in an okay. office.
0: Well, yeah, see, uh, the whole version has them in the office, it goes through like several parts of their day, and then you get that bit at the bus stop at the
3: end. Okay, so it's like all these segments I'm seeing actually put together? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Yeah, Yeah, odd.
0: I think it would have come off as sweet if not for the weird cartoonish representation of women, and by weird I mean misogynistic.
3: (laughs) I guess, I mean, that's Axe for you, right? They're like, men looking at tits women looking at hair like i guess that's the connection yeah i guess that is the connection right? you're a man you're looking at you're looking at cleavage she's a woman so she's looking at your hair like that's i mean obviously right axe
0: yeah obviously (laughs) okay but anyway beautiful song let's jump into our first cover here which is spectrum in 1992 yeah i know their thing said 2012 at least the album it was on but secondhand song has has them as 1992
3: yeah yeah that's what i saw too um they are not the australian prog rock band that was together from 1969 to
0: 1973 though i am interested in that prog rock band let me tell you yeah
3: we're gonna have to look into that um also called spectrum it said they're Mm -hmm. like a key just one guy so, no,
0: so it's a project started by one guy. So, uh, Spectrum is a project by Peter Kember, who was a member of the band Spaceman 3, which okay. the, he, he called a hypno-drone piece or some shit. Yes, and trans rock. He started uh, some other, he started two projects. Spectrum is him and several other bandmates, and I think his solo project is called, like, Sonic Boom or some shit.
3: Sonic Boom. Yeah, I see that. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's on his his Spotify About page. Right. Which, uh, right on, that's the first time that's come through for me.
3: Yeah, that is frequently disappointing for some of the smaller artists.
0: So it is a band, and this one we get a sort of... It's really basic. I would call this similar to Getting Better, honestly, in the fact that it's, uh, I would call it a drone piece. Where it's sort of just the repetition of these elements right. throughout the song because it's you get the guitar doing the uh, arpeggios, the boon and right then the organ chords that just kind of are big sustains for the change.
3: Yeah, they just change.
0: And there's a is it a xylophone on this one?
3: Um it's more Glockenspielish, I think.
0: Okay, fair enough.
3: Like it's metallic, right? I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right, the xylophones that- are wood, right? Yeah, xylophones are wood.
3: Fuck. That's what Xylo means, wood. Mm. Uh, I think. Yeah. But, okay, so the fun thing, <laughs> my favorite part about this one, the beginning, like the way the drums mm. play, sound really like like Springsteen to me. Okay. They're like where the boom, bum, boom, boom, and then they like kind of like tambourine hit.
0: Yeah. It actually <laughs> had me think of <laughs> Say Goodbye to Hollywood by Billy Joel. Oh, but really? I also thought of Bruce Springsteen, too. Yeah, it's a little yeah.
3: Springsteen. Um, the rest and of the even with
0: the really big... the the organ or synth coming in there too, like this could be a Springsteen song. I know, and I know hit. there's
3: a song that like it specifically reminds me, of but I can't think of what it is.
0: Yeah, see, it was it's easy like for me to go one. to Billy Joel songs because I just have greatest hits and essential. But yeah, to go through Bruce Springsteen, I was like, like that's this too much. Too
3: much. Uh, it's like Breakaway or something, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right.
3: I think I just got it. Oh, not the Kelly Clarkson song. <laughs> yeah it's totally breakaway 100 <laughs> as soon as you said
0: breakaway i like i took it I heard the, <laughs> the organ tone and just like put the lyrics on it. i was like yeah
3: <laughs> mm, yeah that's a little slower in the springsteen version but anyway so it's mm-hmm. a little springsteen uh although i don't know because that's on the promise so that means it was recorded in the 70s Right, but released later. It might have been a single or something, though. I'm not sure. It Could have been. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Um, uh, yeah. So that's fun, and I'm sure it's like some present in lots of songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so this intro goes on for a little while, uh, and yeah. then the lyrics don't actually come in until about 50 seconds in.
0: Yeah, that's right.
3: When it's kind of doing and that. And yeah, like you mentioned, the organ, the guitar is picking a little bit, um, uh, mm-hmm. fairly slowly, and then there's that. Kind of uh, glockenspiel sound.
0: Yeah, and that glockenspiel comes back in a big way around the 245
3: mark. Yeah, like way later. Yeah. Because once he starts singing, it drops out, and then mm-hmm. doesn't come back till like the outro air uh, time. Mm-hmm. So we get some. He's
0: got a real echoey voice on this. I don't know if that's just because of multi-tracking or just how he sings it. And then we also um, get some. Background got, there's got to be some
3: echo effects there.
0: Yeah, some background vocals going, ah, like occasionally.
3: Mm-hmm. This and one's then, yeah. I was expecting that when the Glockenspiel Spiel comes back in, it sounded mm-hmm. like it was going to be a solo, but it's like just continuing its riff from before. I thought it was yeah. be like a solo. It's a lot louder though when it comes back.
0: Mm-hmm. This one is, uh, I think, for what it is, too long for one.
3: A lot of them are longer. They're trying to like mm-hmm. kind of fit this song. Into the like three to four minute like pop song, um, yeah. framework, and generally what they do almost always what they do is like repeat the refrain basically.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it is their big move.
3: Um, generally is the way to do that. Um, yeah, and this one yeah it's kind of slow. Yeah, I like the front covers fun because it looks like it has satan and the easter bunny and jesus and maybe alice from alice in wonderland i don't know yeah yeah i'm seeing that it
0: reminds me of the back so, the, sailor the moon is on there reminds of you of what the, uh reminds me of the space oddity like inside the <laughs> oh it the does look like LP that sleeve yeah that
3: kind of like fan like early fantasy style of like yeah. not hyper real like g- aiming at hyper realistic without really getting there like, yeah,
0: it's, like, off the mark, and it's got, yeah. like, themes of psychedelia and also just shit in pop culture in the real world, like, blending yeah. together.
3: You can see Sailor Moon in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah, I see that. Um, There's lots of stuff. Lots mm-hmm. of stuff.
0: Overall,
1: though, this version's c- just kind of boring. It's pretty straight.
3: Yeah, it wasn't amazing.
1: It wasn't
0: amazing.
3: Mm. Let's talk about the next version, though, of which is by
0: wilco in uh, 1992 which is like true love will find you in the end you're gonna find
3: out who was your friend kind of like are they like they're kind of country they're definitely like Pretty country in Yeah, they definitely me. got
0: some country vibes. And they were called an alt rock band. I like I've known their name forever. And I was but like, yeah. Oh, I probably have heard something of theirs on the radio and I went to the they like most popular on Spotify. Didn't know a single fucking yeah, track. I did
3: the same thing. <laughs> like, surely one song is like from, you know, whatever. Late ninety six. Mm-hmm. Light rock. It didn't all help day. that
0: they uh just like, had a album release on October fourth, and so three of the songs in the top five were from that album actually. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I didn't notice that. I noticed. Um, but yeah, they sound familiar, but I have no idea why I would know them. But according that- to their sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No. According to their the background I looked up, like they were kind of more of a country band, and then now they're kind of more alt rock.
0: Right. And you so can hear that 99. in this because yeah. there's that country guitar in the back doing Absolutely. the slides and things. Yeah. And they got a Just harmonica your, like, on this.
3: Lazy sliding and some harmonica. It's like pretty country. And the, mm. the guitar has that, like, brightness yeah. from, that you'd expect in, like, a country. He's got it even also, a little, like, mm-hmm. warbly, almost, like, the way he sings, like, True love will find you in Oh yeah,
0: Yeah, just a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, a
3: little bit of, a little bit of accent, too.
0: I will say that the, uh, the overall composition kind of reminds me of, like, sadder Rolling Stones songs. Do you
3: have an example?
0: um wild horses is always the first one that comes
3: to mind which is a little country too i think
0: yeah so it gives me some vibes of that which is never a bad thing no no because i fucking love that song (laughs)
3: um but yeah this is pretty country there's some piano too um Mm -hmm. the way they do it sort of is like they'll sing there'll be some time you know and they'll fill in either the piano or the harmonica usually. Sometimes a guitar will do like a little bit, play a little thing in between them singing and then kind of go back to chords when they're singing and then, Mm -hmm. yeah, alternating sort of.
0: Yeah, the drums are pretty simplistic on this. It's just a boom.
3: Yeah, they take this one pretty slow.
0: Yeah and it's uh it's a good move, particularly in terms of being a whole band doing this
3: yeah, I would say so, and not just like one person or like a live situation where the band like goes and gets some water, yeah, and has a pee while like <laughs> one dude stays out and is like, "I'll do this thing on the piece of guitar real quick.
0: yeah it's it's and- tough to to get some kind of genuine performance out of this, I think, with that many people, but I think. Just They do a great job with the instrumental composition. And though we lose some of the, the intimacy and the vulnerability, we do get almost a more... Like, you could see this playing in a movie or at the the end of a sad TV episode kind of vibe, right?
3: Right. And I, I have talked shit about that kind of uh, song before, but I think this is done a little better.
0: hmm Because um, there's two ways to do that kind of song. Yeah. There's the song that's built and produced for that purpose. And then there's grabbing an existing track and making it work in that context.
3: Yeah, and this one is like already kind of got that bittersweet melancholy. Mm -hmm. They're just putting it into a kind of pop framework that it actually makes more sense. Plus, I think it makes a little more sense in country and the way he sings maybe gives it a little bit more, uh, I don't know, not vulnerability, but like it, it sounds more direct. Like I yeah, believe it sort of
0: grounds it in genre, right? We we kind of understand the sadness by way of understanding the style he's singing in, right?
3: Yeah, I guess so. Cause like when you talk about country, you can talk about like cowboys and the sort of loneliness of of, of the frontier or whatever.
1: Mm hmm. It's uh yeah, it's
0: that sort of style particularly is so like ingrained in our conscious. I'm thinking now of cowboy song by thin Lizzy, but like they're not a country group but that song pulls on all of the right like country like signals for us to know it's a sad cowboy song like Mm -hmm. and it just works and so i guess we get some of that here with just the way the that country guitar slides the even the harmonica like a classic sad instrument and then yeah you get his warbling singing on top of that and there's just enough signifiers for us that we're like okay
1: I can really grasp the sadness of this piece.
3: I have to agree. I have to agree. I'm glad I also agree. like Cowboy Song.
1: Fuck yeah, that song is so fucking good.
0: <laughs> um, With that, should we uh, move on to Beck?
3: Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Beck.
2: True love will find you in the end. find out just who was your friend back in 2004 the other harmonica
0: version um so he's your alt rock lo-fi boy and a known scientologist
3: those are all true things about Beck um Beck's another artist that like I've heard a lot about Beck but I've barely listened to him at all
0: I know, and I feel like I should like Beck because I like his song. That's the the ending credits for uh, Nirvana, the band, the show.
3: Oh yeah, and I mean, he like wrote some of the music in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World as well.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like,
3: so that's fun.
0: Yeah, I I found that out actually when uh, John Bell tweeted at us about our songs under two and a half minutes. And he was, like, he picked one from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. And I, like, looked it up. And I was, like, one, a lot of these are under two and a half minutes. And two, Beck is on this.
3: Oh, yeah. I think they actually had, like, a different, like, art, different artists writing songs for the different, like, yeah, for the different in the movie. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, anyway, so this is Beck. Uh, his version, it does, he, like, does some of the melody on the harmonica. Mm-hmm. So it's still more like a solo thing because he seems to just be playing guitar and playing the harmonica
0: playing the harmonica, yeah
3: And there's also there's like a I, th- I don't know if it's the pick on the guitar or whatever, but like the mic is clearly very close, and he's trying to mm-hmm. get that yeah the, that lo-fi sound of like we didn't we didn't filter out the the pick click or whatever.
0: Yeah, because it it almost becomes the percussion for the piece, right? You hear that clicking.
3: Yeah, and it is happening regularly. So I don't know if he's just tapping on the guitar, maybe, because it is Mm -hmm. pretty regular.
0: Yeah. And now I will point out at 50 seconds, it sounds like he says friend.
1: Friend? Yeah, instead of friend.
3: (laughs) Sure does. (laughs) Sure does sound like that. Beck, saying Flynn, just like that Flaming Lips album we talked about a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah,
0: with a little help from my friends
3: Fwenns. Fwenns. So, that's cool. Uh, And, let's see. Do I have something to say? He has a little harmonica solo.
1: Mm. Yeah, he does, and I, I like that. I like harmonica.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it works, too. It's got that same mm-hmm. feeling as, in, in terms of, like, the sort of, Country folk uh, thing, uh, yeah. but it's a, this is a little more stripped down compared to the Wilco version, obviously. Right. But, but still using that same that some of those same like tropes.
1: Yeah,
0: hundred percent.
3: Um, and he also makes it a little longer. Um, mm-hmm. repeats the first verse, I think.
0: Yeah. And then. But he doesn't repeat the word "the light." I'll tell you that he only says it once.
3: The light, the light, the light, the light. And yeah, so while we're at also... that, Wilco did keep the repetition
0: oh. in and Spectrum did not keep the repetition in. This is hmm. one of the things I was keeping track of.
3: Okay, so yeah, it's kind of all over the place.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he's got a good voice on this track, I think. I And I think just in general. like.
3: Yes, it's definitely very different from like the original where, as I mentioned, it feels like, like his voice feels unpracticed mm-hmm. and kind of... Not, but this feels like a very strong, like, practiced voice. So yeah. it's a very different feeling.
0: And that's one of the weird things, though, right? Because though this is, like, kind of lo-fi, it's I, it's honestly more singer-songwriter, I guess, because everything on right. this is pretty well balanced and, you know, sounds legit. Yeah. But in that we, all, like, any polish on this song almost, like, detracts from the song, you know?
3: yeah uh particularly like in in reference to the original that has yeah' is so raw
0: mm-hmm, and don't get me wrong, like I think every version we've talked about it doesn't sound like shit, like it sounds pretty good
3: no but, and and that's not a bad thing, it's not a bad thing to have production on your song. it's just mm-hmm. a different feeling yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah um, yeah, so he does the repetition, um yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about this one.
3: Yeah, all I want to say now is, what's good, Matt? Matthew? What's good, Matt?
0: Matthew Good, 2007 Canadian artist from Burnaby, BC.
2: True love will find you in the end. You'll find out just who is your friend.
3: Yeah, this is him as a solo artist. Yeah, not with the Matthew Good a band. Part of the Matthew Good band, but this is just Matthew Good. That's right. So weird
0: thing about this is, is uh, the album's off of Hospital Music. I I have actually listened to before, mm-hmm. but for some reason, no recollection of this song on there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happens sometimes, where you just kind of like tune out for part of it. The album itself, I'm looking at it now, has like 15 tracks on it, which yeah. is like pretty high yeah so um maybe that's why that could be it maybe that's why we usually have closer to 10 tracks on an album this is too much to keep track of unless it's like a story unless it's like tommy yeah like yeah, if if you're
0: focused (laughs) for 15 tracks yeah, or like any solid double album, like go for it. But like this is the problem I had with Chance the Rapper's last album. It was like a a hundred tracks and you're just like oh, I don't know
3: what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, it is, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's another one of part of that question, like why why do we make pop songs like three to four minutes long so often? Right. Well, I don't know. That seems to be a good length. But is, yeah, it seems <laughs> is to that like, people like related to something fundamental about like how humans think and experience mm-hmm. the world? I don't know maybe we still have seven minute songs just not as many
1: yeah so matthew good this anyway honestly this
0: to get back on topic is pretty basic he plays the acoustic guitar he sings the song he sounds like matthew good he's very good at singing melancholic songs that's kind of the theme of hospital music in a way anyways melancholy right Um, yeah and it sounds good but it is it interesting in any way that the original isn't or any of these other versions we've talked about not really
3: yeah the only thing that like stuck out to me is it kind of like the way he was strumming more mm. of a technique thing because like he's just kind of creating like a base and then also not, not that that's that difficult to do like professionals can do that oh yeah it's just not something i can do so when someone does i'm like oh very nice
0: yeah it's uh and it, you're right it does add another layer to this it adds a bit more depth
3: yeah, so it's less just like kind of like a strumming pattern and more like things going on with that. Because this is
0: definitely different from a like a YouTube cover, right? Like it's there is a or is a level, I guess it is just a level of skill that separates him from the others.
3: Yeah, he's been around for a while. He's had some stuff, he's had some experience, and I think he's had some um, experiences with mental health as well. And yeah. With- which Daniel Johnston is uh, also kind of known for. Yeah, so, he was
0: in and out of mental institutes for a lot of his life.
3: So Matthew Good's Wikipedia page mentioned he does some, like, activism and mm, awareness yeah. raising for mental health. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the reasons he picked, you know, this kind of song.
0: This tri- yeah, it's I, I would not be surprised. If somebody had just told me they're like, Hey yeah, Matthew Good's a Daniel Johnson fan before I even remembered that this cover exists, I'd be like, Yeah, that makes sense.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh sorry, stretching and moving around a bit.
1: Um Lost my train of thought.
3: Don't yeah, like, was, don't like I've said,
1: it's a, it's a good version.
0: Like, if you like Matthew Good, you'll like this version.
3: It's a Matthew Good version? <laughs> it's a
0: Matthew Good version. Ha ha ha. But isn't Matthew great? Yeah, that's well, for you to decide. But anyway, yeah, so let's jump to Headless Heroes in
2: 2008. True love will find you in the.
3: So this um, is yeah. uh, apparently some guys, Eddie Bezalel and Hugo Nicholson. They're mm-hmm. like a couple of producers that started this project, and they kind of succeeded. curate this. Sorry?
0: Yeah. They succeeded.
3: Oh, yeah. They, they made this. Definitely. It exists. Uh, so that's what Headless Heroes is. It's just them, like, finding people, and this, uh, the singer, who is Alayla Diane? Yeah. Alela? um is is who's singing i don't know much else about any of those people i don't know if you do
0: no i got fuck all on these guys i just
3: kind of got the names and then went away with it this is like this is their album this is the i guess project they call it yeah Um, this is the thing they did and then they i guess moved on to do other things yeah i guess
0: so yeah this was off a, a whole album of cover songs um yeah we get uh so very is it a guitar doing the rhythm bit on this that
3: i think so it sounds like it's echoey and it's like high up the neck but it does sound like a guitar strumming to me yeah but there's kind of two guitars there's that higher one and then there's a, like a duller one playing yeah. lower. but i do think it's two guitars
0: so, yeah, we get that, and we get sort of some ambient back noise that sounds like maybe some light cymbal hits and, like, a, a synth sustain, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's kind of something. It's almost that, like, background kind of um, cacophony almost sound that, like, yeah. is very quiet, but you get that, like, like, it's persistent there mm-hmm. um, that comes up every once in a while. I can think of another song, but I cannot remember... Who sa- wh- what song it was? I remember talking um, about it before.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, does sound familiar.
3: It was like, I think it was "Under Pressure." Hmm. It was because I remember talking to yeah, it was Cro- "Under Crooked Fingers" version of "Under Pressure." Right. Has a similar background sound. I remember talking to John about
1: that. Yeah. Fuck yeah!
0: Shout out um, to John. Yeah. Again.
3: Hey, John Bell. <laughs> Sup, we talk Bell. about you a lot. You're a friend of the podcast. You're a friend of the podcast, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so it's got that sound.
1: Hmm. Um.
0: It's got. uh Yeah, it's got that. It's got that ambient tone. There's. A, yeah. There's that other guitar that does some like long sustained notes in the background. There. A little.
3: Yeah, and kind of sliding around slowly. Is mm-hmm. that the one you're talking about? Yeah, it's so, exactly like, right. I feel like you add a slide guitar like that. It's not really a slide guitar, but it kind of is. Like, it slides. Yeah. It's and a like guitar that, that
0: slides, but not necessarily a slide guitar.
3: Right. That's a great way to make something, like, a bit melancholy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They
3: like kind of, like, and then, like, you kind of slide up to, like, a bit of a flat note, and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. That's sad. You're like, this is it's some a, sad shit. It's a crying um. guitar. <laughs> Weep. And
0: there's a guitar solo that just kind of mimics the uh, vocal pattern.
3: Later on. Yeah. Yeah, it's... yeah. yeah, yeah, it's that really echoey guitar too. Yeah. Or it's it's all really echoey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So they do that kind of 2008 vibe thing where you have this this bright like rhythm section, which is that guitar going. Dun, 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 dun and then you just have these other sad elements kind of contrasted against that.
3: Yeah, I I don't know that I like specifically thought of it as a 2008 thing, but I definitely mm. it doesn't feel like that interesting to me. Right. Like it seems like all the things they're doing production-wise are very like are kind of straightforward, I guess at the time.
0: It yeah, it just seems like you could
1: pick up a textbook and be like, "Oh yeah."
0: Yeah, these are the That's things the you need
3: to make. Yeah. Cool. Kind of ambient sounding cover of thing. Crank up the Mm -hmm. echo. You're good. There's probably more steps. And like
0: again, it's not bad. She's got a fine voice, but like Yeah, she sings good. Yeah.
3: They successively sound a bit melancholy. They also extended. It's about three twenty. Um, so yeah. It's but pretty straightforward. In terms of the changes they do make. Yeah. I didn't think they were that interesting. No So It's fine
1: Speaking of Songs That are also <laughs> this one Let's
0: talk about Mates of State In 2010 now True
2: love Will find you In the end You'll find out Just who was your friend
3: talking about mates of state there's a lot of cheekbones going on in this album artwork i'm into oh, it yeah um very strong yeah, jawlines
0: so they're they're a husband and wife duo from uh i think can't no they're from arkansas 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 so, and it's cory gardner <laughs> and jason hamill and uh i hate this version you hate it eh i do not fucking like this one
3: <laughs> so this one actually has like a a beat going under it, yeah. And then they throw in like some, some synthesizer, doing synthy stuff. Yeah, being like it's like almost like dancey synth, like
0: yeah. It's just like uh, just too upbeat. I think.
3: I think it's too much. Yeah, these yeah. one really like. I think this song can mean you know different things to different people. This one really focuses on, like, the positive side of, like, true love will find you in the end. like Yeah. It will. And, like, look at us. We're a couple or whatever. So, are we proof of that? I don't know.
1: I don't know. And, that, like, the, the
0: harmonized vocals are, I mean like not human that's not what a human voice sounds like that's two human voices singing at the same time together and it's just we lose that vulnerability entirely
3: yeah it's um it's very and the way they sing is kind of like not this isn't really a criticism uh it's just a note they like sing it very like staccato like true love will find you in the end like it's right they don't hold anything.
0: The, the same way a speak and spell would say it.
3: Yeah. Ro- Dr- mom, well, fine, you.
1: And, the And.
3: But, yeah, this one definitely has a lot more, like, I'd say production, like, in terms of synthesizer instruments. And there's an EP yeah, as well. Yeah, well, we got this, like, on.
0: electronic hand clap drum beat. And there's, yeah, like, three different synths going on. And we got the. They have a whole fucking section where they just go.
3: Yeah, is, that's closer to the end. Yeah,
0: that's uh, that's pretty much like the last minute of it.
3: Yeah, right at like two minutes. They like.
1: It's, it starts at
3: 1.45. And it goes for a while.
1: It goes like till the end.
3: Yeah, this is very much, this is, like, very popified version. hmm For sure. Like, more so, like, everything else up to now is, like, kind of trying to maintain, like, the, the melancholy side and, like, the very personal, like, direct singing style. And this is really, really not that at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: And there's a lot more going on instrumentally, uh, and it's very yeah, like you said, it's much more upbeat sounding. Mm. Which I think is still like an aspect of the song, like the positive sure. side. It's just it it's yeah, it's just taken it in a different direction from where most of them did.
0: Yeah, but if it was like upbeat and also felt like a a person talking to me and not some weird pop machine like I would, I would i would feel good about it
3: right just cuz this is such like a direct like in terms of how it is spoken like it's so direct it's, it's you're talking they're talking directly to you you mm-hmm. think it feels less personal because of the way they say it cuz it's more Yeah
0: talking. it just it feels artificial
3: interesting oh and i think there's even a ukulele
1: ah the ukulele
3: Ukulele. Uh, it's it's either like a really plucky guitar, but probably ukulele.
0: What is a ukulele but a very plucky guitar?
3: Yeah, a really plucky guitar. <laughs> kind of uppity guitar, you know?
0: Yeah, a real go-getter. Um, Yeah, they got backup vocals on like, Don't be sad. Yeah, there's and lots of that give stuff. Up. Yeah. Don't
3: give up. And stuff.
0: All right, let's talk about the Velvet Underground. Just kidding. Let's talk about Crybaby.
2: True love will find you
3: in the end.
2: You'll find out just who was your friend. The Velvet Underground
0: 2012.
3: Oh, Very velvet, velvet
0: Underground anymore. sounding instruments.
3: I thought it sounded a little CCR the way they played the intro. Okay, yeah, I can hear As that well. too. Um, That's probably not like that different, actually. But no, anyway. I guess not. Because, uh, you know, they're strumming guitars. Um, yeah, so something
0: about the tone, though. But now yeah, that, now that you said CCR, I hear that too, and now I, hear I can both. hear both.
3: I definitely hear both now that yeah. you said that uh let me see here's crybaby crybaby uh he's from bristol Um, uh bristol he's from bristol i thought they
1: were from atlanta
3: oh fuck i'm looking at crybaby their facebook page And, and does it have this album art on it yeah it does
0: weird hang on oh you're right it is from bristol I'm looking at their Spotify about, which is thankfully filled in. All right, hit me with it. Tell me about him, Nick. I got the is wrong. Wrong. I got the no. I got the wrong crybaby.
3: Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, being a musician is the only ambition near. Early age. From an early age, as the years went on, lot. Danny
0: would make music under many guises, from a heavy yeah. metal band at school to a sharply dressed mod soul band Babble, who were yeah, signed to Acid Jazz like, Offshoot People Tree. However, it wasn't until November smaric. 2010 when Danny bought a four track tape machine on eBay and began to re- write a load of new songs that drew on all the records he'd loved since childhood. Wait a second. That's not a sentence. Wh- Allow me to read this for you again. The sentence starts, however. It wasn't until in November 2010 when Danny bought a four-track tape machine on eBay and began to write a load of new songs that drew on all the records he'd loved since childhood. We're missing the end of that sentence.
3: No, I think there's something to say. It wasn't until November 2010 when Danny bought that and began to write the songs.
0: It, the sentence then would be, however, it wasn't until November of 2010 when Danny bought a four-track tape machine on eBay that he began to write a load of new songs that he This uh, one uses
3: and. Yes, it is the... It, they needed some copy. They needed some editing. Hire me, you dipshits! <laughs> come on, Danny.
0: Come on, Danny, you fucking dumbass. We will
3: correct one word. You can't have that for free. You want to... If, if <laughs> I come back... To this page in a week and it's changed. I'm gonna be mad. I'm fucking And I furious. will take legal action. <laughs> so, and, and look, he's
0: it, it's, it's got lot. Li- he's got fucking HTML code in here. It's it's a fucking mess.
3: Are you on the Spotify? Yes, I am. Okay. I think Spotify does that sometimes. Oh, okay. Because I have seen that where you know when you try to do the ampersand and <laughs> it's like symbol amp symbol like. Yeah, and he's
0: got some, some BRs in here for breaks.
3: For breaks. Trying to line break. Breaks, baby. Okay, so he's yeah. a musician
0: who, who a musician. loves music. What, he a, music. what an interesting thing. Yeah. On a four track tape machine.
1: Four-hole inspired. Tracks? Damn.
0: This is the weird thing. The music he made is inspired by the music he listened to. Weird, right?
3: Wait. He heard it first and he liked it?
0: Yeah, so he heard music, liked it, said, What if I made music? And then using the music
1: he had listened to over his lifetime, he wrote his own music.
2: Huh. Huh. I'm going to have to. Get think about fucked, that. crybaby! <laughs> <laughs>
3: so this is. pretty. Also simple. Pretty close yeah. like it does it has that di- slightly different strumming pattern, the pun in it, dun in it, And then he sings. And uh you know, there's some bass and drums too. Yeah. Um and the hand claps in the second verse.
0: Yeah. That's really it. I think we nailed this one. Oh, there's um, another there's thing a, he does. A guitar does, solo around a, a minute thirty five.
3: Kind of does it like and, <laughs> Really fast (laughs) strumming.
0: And then, yeah, and that's for the first 15 seconds of it. And then around 150, he just goes to kind of like single notes, long sustains.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like kind of got that country twang on the guitar. Yeah. That's really bright.
0: 100%. And he's the one who says, the light, the light, the light, the light.
3: The light, the light, the light, the
0: light. I've been failing to keep track of that. The Mates did the light, the light. Uh, Matthew Good did the light, the light. Uh Beck, ah uh, shit, I'm not Beck repeat, written down here. Said... No, just won the light on yeah. Beck. There we go. We're we're caught up on the light.
3: All right, that's good. Um, and then he says, "True love will always find you," which mm. I don't think is quite what the song is saying. No. Cry baby.
1: Cry baby, you f- fucking dipshit.
3: Anyway. Anyway,
0: Runaway Orchestra. Yeah, that's right. In the year 2013.
2: True love will find you in the end. We'll Find out just who was your friend. Don't you see- Did you find anything on
0: Runaway Orchestra? Nope. Okay, Um, Google in its sidebar listed the genre for them as singer-songwriter.
3: Really? That doesn't sound right. Anyway. Especially uh, because
0: they only have one album and it's all covers? Yeah.
3: Yeah, one album, all covers, and like, there clearly is a lot of stuff here. Runaway Orchestra, like, this version has like. Orchestral instruments. Like, they start with like piano and drums and guitar and like strings come in.
2: Mm hmm. And then
3: someone sings. And then like, there's backup vocals being like, ooh, which just singer-songwriter can do. Singer-songwriter can have a backing band, but like it doesn't seem to be that.
0: Yeah. So we get acoustic and piano on the opening here and then
1: then the lady singing. And also uh, this is shorter than the original.
3: It's pretty quick. Um yeah. the other thing she sounds a little country too, I think.
2: Yeah Maybe not. Maybe it's maybe. more like indie.
3: Maybe those two things can be the same sometimes. Maybe. Anyway, um, yeah, the big thing I noticed is, like, the guitar strumming pattern was kind of boring on this one, like. Yeah. It's really straightforward and not terribly interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, there was, like, really
0: not a very exciting composition for being called a runaway orchestra.
3: Yeah. For having orchestra in your name at all, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like this version. Yeah, which uh, I,
0: I, I guess you could say yeah. its best feature is that it leaves pretty fucking quick. It does. Y- it's
3: like real fast. It's yeah. is it, How much short is it It's actually like... It's like yeah, 10 it's seconds like shorter. Not that much shorter. I don't know exactly and, what they do to make it shorter. They have Um, all the words in it, right?
1: Yeah, they got all the
0: words. It's all there. She says the light, the light, so she's not even saving time there.
3: Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it's short. Oh, no.
0: Short. A little bit of extra guitar comes in around 50 seconds. Do that. Extra guitar?
3: Yeah. And, yeah, I
0: didn't really like it. Yeah, I can get fucked. Speaking of words, Elizabeth and the Catapult, 2014.
2: you love will find you in the end. You'll find
3: out just who's your friend. Yes, which is, even though there's an and in the title of the group, it's actually just Elizabeth.
0: Do you think the Catapult is the piano?
3: The Catapult might be the piano
0: and they're a thing called them an indie group from Brooklyn.
3: Um it's not just her and a piano. <laughs> it's the piano. Well, certainly co- like on this conscious? one it's
1: just her and a piano.
3: I guess. And she's a pretty good piano player.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I guess on her website it really just talks about her.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, my yeah, understanding right. was that it was just
1: her. So
0: I think I'm the sure Google sidebar led me
3: astray. Sometimes. Yeah, I I've never even looked at that.
1: I always look at that, Alex.
3: I've probably looked at it before.
1: Only thing I look
0: at. So she's got a a, voice, a voice, and And she uses that to sing the words from the original, and also piano. Yeah, yeah, the piano playing on this is not just like a straight chords thing. You get more like. Her website says she has a classical style of playing. Yeah, and you can definitely get that here. Yeah. Um.
3: There was like one review that said she was occasionally virtuosic in her piano playing, which is pretty high praise in terms of technique. Even even if just Um,
0: occasionally.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, definitely um, she seems to be a pretty skilled piano player. Um, And yet this version is still pretty sparse, particularly at the Mm -hmm. start. Like, she just comes in with vocals and then Mm -hmm. plays, like, a couple notes here or there in between lines or, like, holds a chord or whatever. Um there's also when she says this is a with a catch, does it sound like what did she, did she say promise?
1: Um let me see, when let did she say it. that? Like
3: thirty five seconds.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. What 30. the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> she say reason? Meaning? No
3: idea.
2: Does this not is sound a, like promise. A meaning with a
3: catch. It just—it sounds like something that is not promise. Yeah. Of is all the words I can fit promise. into those syllables, promise is not one of them. So I don't know what's going on there. It just sounds yeah. like she really mumbles. No kidding.
0: Um, and so she does a good job of switching up between like very soft hitting and then some like stronger hits both on her vocals and on the the piano keys
3: yeah and sometimes she'll just do chords sometimes it'll actually like follow the melody mm-hmm. it's very yeah it's a much more dynamic switching up piano
0: yeah. cover than yeah. uh, than some of the ones we're used to yeah without um, being no,
3: like yeah. peter bentz style mm-hmm. like, oh yeah which is just incredible <laughs> cover sort of thing Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah.
0: Notably, on this, I think she has she like subtly references the other Daniel Johnston song, "Story of an Artist," yeah, with you're uh, just like a she does just like a little reference to the piano riff from that, which is cool and it's pretty points.
3: subtle. Like it's mm-hmm. when you pointed out to me, what you gave me some timestamps.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, forty-two seconds, a minute and two seconds. Um, a minute for no, uh, sorry, two zero five and uh, three forty-two.
3: Yeah, and it's like even I, like, listening to both could like like didn't really notice it until you gave me the time stamp. Mm. Um the other song, was it Story of an Artist? Was it Yes. Yeah. Um, it is it has kind of a repeated piano line. Yeah. Similar to how he kind of strums the same pattern throughout this song. Um but it's just it's not even like the whole thing. The like what seems to be a reference it's just yeah, like yeah. a couple of the notes uh it comes up a few times so i i wouldn't think that it's just like random chance Hmm. so it, it does seem to be a reference and and i think that's interesting little, little yeah subtle thing
0: that's yeah i think that's a cool thing to include um she goes up high on the vocals around 336
3: yeah this one's almost four minutes long
0: yeah, it
1: is the longest version, I think, that we cover. Yeah.
3: yeah it's exactly
1: so. four minutes. So, like, and
3: a lot of it is, like, that piano uh, sound. And I think mm-hmm. it does, really, any of the, like, solo versions can have that, like, not fully have, but have some level of that, like, uh, isolation and vulnerability that you get in the original
0: yeah, um, absolutely.
3: So they kind of have a a leg up on any one any one of these that is a group.
0: Yeah, I would agree playing. there, and also so, the reference that that musical reference, the story of an artist, which is another mm-hmm. sort of melancholy song. I think pulls on those ideas. So if you're familiar with it, you're like, oh yeah, that's also sad.
3: Yeah. So you can just be sad more, mm-hmm. and that's what we're here to be, really. Uh, we're here it's to be sad. sad. That's why we started this podcast, and that's why we keep doing it because it makes yeah. us feel sad.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's what we're here for. Let's uh, let's move into our next sad artist, R. M. Hubbard, in 2014. But
2: true
3: love will find you in the end. You'll find out just who's your friend.
0: Let's talk about R.M. Hubbard, also known as Hubby. For real? Yeah, legit. That's what his Wikipedia page says. Um, uh, all right. He's a Scottish guitarist who's also part of the post rock band El Hombre Trajedo.
3: Yeah, he's kind of from around the same period as Daniel Johnston. Like, I think they're about the same age. Okay. Like, yeah. they've got similar stuff going on. Obviously, not from the same place. This guy's Glaswegian.
0: Glaswegian baby.
3: So, you know, Glasgow.
0: Yeah, looks cool. like his first album came out at least as a solo artist in uh 2007.
3: I think he's just been doing whatever for a long time.
0: Well, yeah, he's part of El Hombre Tragedo. Oh,
3: right. right. He's from a Spanish band, I guess. Yeah. For so s- this one some fucking reason. So according to his website he occasionally sings about a dog named D-Bone. Hmm. Uh that might be him, I don't know.
1: Was he the dog named D-Bone? Or I don't Is know. Daniel Johnston the dog named D-Bone?
3: I don't know. I would Anyone could be D-bone.
1: D-Bone. D-Bone. So this is the the shortest version we're talking about.
3: This is even shorter than Runaway Orchestra. Yeah. By oh, like yeah, a by, second.
0: By literally a
1: second.
3: Uh, yes, this is a little shorter. It's um, it's the very beginning. No, I, mm-hmm. never mind. Oh, Are you talking about, about how
0: he like you get to hear him almost like pick up the guitar and slide his fingers on it or whatever?
3: Yeah, there's like a little bit of slidey. Yeah. You can hear a little bit of like fret noise. Just kind of yeah. And, it sounds uh, like
0: the like the moments before playing, right?
3: Yeah. And then he like strums so fast, yeah. It's like finger picking, like but it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like the way I made it sound right there.
1: It sounds like it was coming from a guitar and not Alex's mouth.
3: Yeah, it's more like eighth or sixteenth notes, probably sixteenth, uh, and like, but like the first one's a bass note that like yeah, and
0: he like. and he does hit those bass notes
3: and And then so he does that That's it picking pattern yeah and then he comes in and of course he has a scottish accent because like
0: because he's he's Glaswegian,
3: Glaswegian, right she was your friend all that kind of stuff yeah which Um, is
0: rad (laughs) i always think it's cool to hear accents when they're singing right
3: yeah me too i do find that that pretty cool even though it's like, that's just what its voice sounds
0: like. Yeah, it really is like a, a novelty that
3: is just because I am not from there. Yeah, but I still have it. I still act that way. Yeah. Um, so this was probably the most fun version to sing along to because of the accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, like, it is a straight cover.
0: Yeah, he only says the light once.
3: Oh, so it's almost a straight cover. Almost he a makes one very large change.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, Elizabeth and the Catapult said it three times.
3: Three times? I, know, I look, think that's a little excessive. A Lizzie, little bit much. Beth.
0: Well, yeah, this kind of falls into the same category as Matthew Goods, where the, the thing that distinguishes it beyond his accent is the, the skill of the guitar playing.
3: Right. It's definitely... More interesting to hear the guitar playing, it's very similar Mm -hmm. to Matthew Good's, yeah. But other than that, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, this song's so simple already. I'm like, remember what we said before? They do that, but the guitar is a bit different,
0: yeah. That's pretty much it. And like, he sounds sad, it's a sound, sad, sad
1: sounded version.
3: Yep, yeah. I clearly there's a little bit more production, but like, just a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. like
3: they have like professional equipment any song would have better because like unless you recorded it literally onto a tape with one track like exactly you'd have better production and
0: you and i could do a more professionally sounding version right now yeah
3: (laughs) you'd have to go out of your way to make it sound like the level of quality of the original like you'd have mm -hmm. to go find old technology or, like, de- degrade something, like, it would be... and It would be more effort.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's all the versions. That's really, <laughs>
0: that's really all I have to say about RM Ar- Ar- Harbit. That's all the that's versions. The We're going to go into our final review, which today is going to be three categories. That is the worst version of this, the best version of this, and the most uplifting version of this.
3: Which one lifted me up the highest? Yeah,
0: so that you could walk on mountains.
3: I could walk on mountains?
0: Yes, but first, Alex, what is the worst version of this song?
3: What is the worst version of this song?
0: Do you time for thought? Because I can knock one out here right away. I
3: think I know which one is your worst. I'm actually going to give it to Runaway Orchestra. Okay, yeah. Because I I didn't like it. But also, uh, to to go into a little bit more detail, a, a s-
0: solid reason.
3: <laughs> there was like orchestra stuff that didn't really mean much and wasn't that interesting, mm-hmm. like, and there wasn't much else to it than that. Yeah, it was. I guess they were trying to keep it sparse, but mm-hmm. didn't like it wasn't sparse enough and it wasn't interesting enough to be much of anything. So that's where I'm dropping it.
0: Yeah, I, I argue that's a good pick, because even though there are other versions that have less going on in them, like Matt Good and uh, Hubby, they, those two both had skill behind it. And, yeah, they're
3: at least, like, decent.
0: Yeah, they they're had something in the playing that was, like, kind of a hook to it.
3: Whether that be, like, they're Canadian, or that be they're Scottish.
0: Exactly. Their nationalities were huge in this, and, yeah. and Runaway Orchestra, a, a person of no nation... <laughs> can't do that no for me it's still uh mates of state because it's just like I, I get trying to state? put it into a pop context you can put something in a pop context and still have it be feel meaningful, have it feel intimate have it feel like anything but this one just felt like some fucking machine being like don't be sad be happy, true love, you know find you in the end end end, end. And oh no, it's broken. <laughs> it's fucking broken, and I just like it just irritated me and just felt like it like I missed what the original had to offer entirely.
3: So you wouldn't say it lifted you up?
0: I would say it brought me down. Oh damn, Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> um, Alex, what is the best version of this?
3: What is the best version of this? I was having a little bit of trouble with this one because like mm-hmm. this several different approaches there's some that just do the same thing uh there's some that really try to make it more of a pop song there's a few kind of in between that Mm -hmm. um there's headless heroes but i wouldn't say they were my favorite no um ah, man that's tricky do you have a favorite
0: um It is tough. I am like going over them right now. I thought maybe I'd come to a conclusion while you were yeah. talking. Um highlights oh. for me are probably Wilco, I think, did a very good version as a band, which yeah. is an impressive feat to pull off. And then also hearing that quote from Jeff Tweedy about his love of even just that one line is like, "Oh, these guys really fucking like this."
3: Right. like and they like they get it. you mm-hmm. know, They know what they're trying to to do with it. What they're trying to get across, even though it's yeah, in a different yeah. context. So yes, that was definitely a strong version.
0: Yeah, there was real masterful play in that. I also like the Beck version, but again, like that, I think that harmonica is pulling a lot of weight in there.
3: Yeah, other than that, it's pretty straightforward. Like, not quite the same as like the Matthew Good hubby thing, but mm-hmm. similar, I think.
0: Yeah, very similar um and yeah those would be and like i even think like the elizabeth and the catapult version stands on its own ground i'm not wild about slow piano covers but i think she moves around a lot in that space and right does something good
3: in terms of like what a slow piano cover would be like a slow piano cover for me is like when they're taking a, a song that is not a like doesn't have that slow melancholy right thing like this is kind of the sort of song that it it doesn't. You don't even have to change that much. It's just like yeah. she's doing the same thing, but her instrument is not guitar. Like,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's. I like that there are references to other Daniel Johnston works in there, even if yeah, it's just the fun. one. That's fun. So, but if I, I guess like what it comes down to is if somebody listens to this, I want to tell them to listen to one version of this in particular. Fuck, I, I would say Wilco. Listen to the Wilco version because now, it is different.
3: And to... yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at this little problem. What what version would you recommend yeah. someone listen to? Well, I would definitely recommend the original, mm-hmm. uh, because oh yeah, without question, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, I think I think I got to go with Elizabeth and the catapult. Cause, yeah, solid uh, choice. Because it's, it's a good version of more pi- that's more piano focused, and she kind of does her like sort of reharmonization thing it's a lot of more like complex chords but still fairly simple Mm -hmm. and uh maybe a little long but pretty solid
0: yeah and it's like a cover version that like rewards you for knowing the artist because if you know his other songs you're like oh hang on a second that's a little reference to this yeah and that's tough to do in a cover without making it a medley and, yeah. yeah, I think that's cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's fun.
1: Now, Alex, which one of these is the most uplifting?
3: Honestly? It's
2: uh, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, it a Mates of State? Yeah. Yeah, I think Mates of State. There's, <laughs> I think, was the most positive version. Yeah, it is technically true, isn't it? <gasps> yeah. And I didn't have a lot of the same uh, issues with it that you did. Hmm. Um, in terms of like really, really strongly popifying it, mm-hmm. I thought they did a decent job. It's just that popifying it strips so much of that personalness away. Yeah. Uh, and then just like focusing on the positive side really changes the feeling. Uh, so I would not listen to this version for the same reason as the original. And it's, it's jarring, but it's definitely the most uplifting, I think.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, frankly, I think you're right.
0: I've set myself up for failure here, but yeah, it is. (laughs) Because they're they're just sheer positivity. Like,
3: it's going to find you. It's going to be great, brother. They're really taking the positive
0: side of the song.
3: And that's kind of what, um, in the live version by the Flaming Lips, kind of one of the things he says, uh, Wayne? I think his name's Wayne. Yeah, Um, you're right. He he does a little speech beforehand, because it's right after Daniel Johnston passed away, to kind of say that that's what, you know, had happened uh, and that they do mentioning that when they normally when they play the song, it's like it's kind of a happy thing, even though it has that sadness. But maybe it's okay to be a little sad this time Mm -hmm. because it is a sad occasion. Uh, So there, you know, the song does have both.
0: Um, Yeah, that is true. They
3: just, you know, focus on one side of it.
2: (laughs) Mm hmm.
0: Fair enough, Alex. That's been our main segment. If you agree with us, disagree with us, or want to talk about a cover that we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, that's J-A-K-E-T-H-E-C-R-E-S-S-Y, or at some Alex Wise guy. that's S-O-M-E-A-L-E-X-W-I-S-E-G-U-Y. And uh, you can also hit us up on with an email at uh, covermepod at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-E-R-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com.
3: Whew. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> that is a lot. Now, for our bonus segment, a question I've just come up with. Uh, Alex, it is currently the autumnal season, sn- sneezing is the season. What kind of music you listen to in autumn, Alex? Any particular mm. artists or genres?
3: I gotta say, for me, when it's starting to get cold outside, I start to want to listen to some Jethro Tull. Mm. Um, Aqualung and um, Songs from the Wood, in particular, make me, or, or give me sort of a, a winter-autumn vibe. Um, seasons changing, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they have a Christmas album. Which I will throw on at the at the appropriate time. I don't want to go too early because I'm not, you know fucked yeah. in the
1: head. Not some kind of Christmas keener.
3: But um that's that's the one that I always remember. Um, mm. so yeah, what about you, man? Um, I always find like
0: I listen to more sentry? melancholic stuff. I guess like, I I see the trees dying and I'm like what am I doing with life? Let's, let's yeah, listen to e- s- the songs that ask questions.
3: and gray. Mm-hmm. There's no color or light in the world, so it's <laughs> to feel sad.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe not even sad so much as pensive.
3: Yeah, okay. You know, and, you know like, you're just like, well, just what do scratching I... Scratching your I, chin a little bit. And-
0: exactly. It's like, I've got to settle some affairs before winter hits. And, you know, because winter's a time to just lock down, button down, and just, Get through it.
3: Exactly. It's time to, you know, you got to get your harvests in the stores for the winter time.
0: Exactly. So I've been listening to Andrew Bird, who's got, I also like this sort of non, like, non-traditional, like rock instruments. I like, you know, some strings, some flutes, so I can see Jethro Tull being a good pick in that regards, too. Mm -hmm. Just something, something folksy, I guess. some Folk music, I think, is good at this time of year as well.
3: Yes, I agree. It like I always get this vision, particularly when listening to Jethro Tull, but not only that, of like mm-hmm. these like winter festivals where like it's not super cold, but there's snow everywhere, and like there's fires, and people are playing, like, like guitars and flutes and you know like folky instruments around the fire kind of thing. Yeah, like I have this weird vision of just like walking through a forest and stumbling on. Like a fucking Ren Fair almost. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's also, like, the other thing I associate, like, but there's hot chocolate there? I don't know. It's just what yeah. I think of. It's, like, not quite, this. it's not Ren
0: Fair that there's, like, nights and shit around. But Yeah, like,
3: but, like, it's it's almost like that kind of, like, old festival you'd think of in, in that kind of context. Yeah. And I know I'm really talking about a lot of winter, but honestly, fall and winter are so, like, closely linked here yeah like, 100%, when it becomes fall like we've already had two major snowfalls like mm-hmm. <laughs> normally we don't at this point you know i've already i already crashed my car because of the snow that's right and, like my yeah. winter tires are on now my new vehicle so like
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah I, it's it's very wintry.
0: yeah man i saw i read some article about like when when you should get your winter tires on based on where you live in canada I don't remember what it was for Calgary, but for Vancouver, it was like December
1: 11th. Yeah, well, that's I'm very like, specific. What?
3: <laughs> yeah, very specific. Yeah, uh, imagine winter starting in December. <laughs> like geez. I know, can you
0: imagine?
3: <laughs> it's pretty nice now though. Like I can go. That's out. good. It's, not, it's yeah. like cloudy, but yesterday it was sunny. Chess yeah,
0: so that's 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 what we like to listen to. If you got music you like, like to listen to in autumn. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag autumnjams, and let us know what you're, you're bumping.
3: Yeah. And then bump mm. it with us, us. And then, and then to bump us. it
0: louder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, the, that's, you know, that's the episode. That was the bonus segment. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck. Rate and review us where you can. Tell your Podbean. friends about us. Podbean, subscribe to us, we're on Podbean, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on the internet, baby. Google us. Get at me. Um
1: and as we always say on Cover Me, Cover Me will find you in the end.